Alright, welcome everyone to Joestar All-Stars, a podcast by four Polnareff Land nerds for all you Polnareff Land <laughs> nerds out there. As always, I'm Joey Foyles. I'm Grant. I'm Tim. And I'm Victor. And today we're here to talk to you about JoJo's Bizarre Adventures, Stardust Crusaders Episode 21, Judgment Part 1. Oh man, I'm really excited for Polnareff Land. It sounds disappointing. It's bigger than Disney. <laughs> it's it's overpriced too. Uh, I bet the food sucks. Oh yeah, I mean, it's all French. It depends on how much you like French cuisine. Like, what kind of nightmare would Polnareff craft if he was just given free reign to make an amusement park? Because could you? Im- the food would be terrible. He like he clearly has like, he he's top to bottom an idiot. It would all be bad. I think it's just a brothel. <laughs> that doesn't even sound correct. That sounds like something functional. Yes, like this would be less functional than that. He would. Mm. Uh, Silver Chariot is this world's Mickey Mouse? Like, what? <laughs> oh, I'd be down for you that. Want, you want to be on Silver Chariot's Chariot? I would, actually. I, that sounds like a lot of fun. Would he have other rides based on the other Crusaders? No. No, no it would all be Silver Chariot. <laughs> Silver Chariot. <laughs> I like to imagine there'd be a bunch of, like, scenes of him defeating everyone in, like, Stardust Crusaders <laughs> as the other as the other chosen. Oh, man, I wish we were as good as Polnareff. <laughs> like, total, like, there's the scene where he's car- cradling Avdol in his arms. He's like, no, there was nothing I could have done. Damn you, Holos. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want... He asks at the beginning to be a manga artist. Like, at the beginning of that particular request, he says manga artist. So I'm trying to imagine all of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Stardust Crusaders, except from Polnareff's perspective. God. God. <laughs> what a nightmare. We almost get that sometimes, too. <laughs> Jesus. And you're all like, right. man... They should never let him go on his own. No. No, that, never. I, I, it's always my tragic. Notes, my note here is, y'all need to put Polnareff on a leash or something. <laughs> on a fucking like, leash. One of those Absolutely. baby leashes that goes yeah. around the shoulders. Yeah, so that harness goes, that. Goes across the chest a little bit. Yeah. Maybe they already tried, and that's what's left of his shirt. <laughs> hey, Joey, what is this podcast about? All uh, right, we're a Joe's Bizarre Adventure watch-along podcast where we just kind of yell into microphones about this really dumb show. That we all love a lot. About how much we hate Polner. <laughs> you know, we'll talk about episode by episode, every single one, no skipping parts or episodes, no matter how much we want to. And, and, uh, hey, and hey, conveniently, if this is the first episode you watched, like, uh, the the show gives you a previously on. <laughs> 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 and the most this re- show has done a previously on like this is the third time ever, <laughs> and this is the most unnecessary, completely unneeded because it, it they also it shows them getting on a boat, driving to like uh like moving towards an island, and then after the previously on after the commercial cut. They show the 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 boat just uh, like like landing on the island. It's just like adds absolutely nothing to this episode. Previously on, there was a boat, <laughs> and now we're back to the boat. Like in case I'm you like, forgot, I'm like cool, yeah, cool, 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 cool. So Victor, great. We're going. They're they're taking a detour. They got to stop on an island to meet a very important person. <laughs> Who did you think this was? Uh. Actually, one of Avdol's relatives. <laughs> I thought we were just replacing Avdol. What? Okay, so they see, like, the first thing they see is an old man that looks exactly no, no. like Avdol. 
run they away from the bo- them. They land on the shore, and there's just someone like <laughs> menacingly looking at them through the bushes. And it cuts to Jotaro, who's just like, yo, there's someone in the bushes here looking at us. Because like, <laughs> it's framed like he's spying on them, but Jotaro's just like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> and he sprints. He sprints away and tries to make it look like, oh, I'm just feeding my chickens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, Michael. Hey, Lionel. <laughs> just really specific names. And he's like, yeah, I'm... And uh, Joseph is like, hold on, I'll, I'll I'll talk to him. And everybody else is like freaking out. I was like, oh, this looks like Avdol. That haircut. No, but like every. Let, let's note this right now. Everybody is surprised to see Avdol. <laughs> every single person. <laughs> this is important for later. <laughs> <laughs> this is like quality acting right here. This is Oscar just worthy. a troll uh, Polnareff at this point. It, like, it, nothing One, makes me happier that they're just hundred percent. <laughs> to be fair, he deserves it. Oh, a million percent. <laughs> I mean, oh, he yes. doesn't deserve a lot of the rest of what happens in this episode, but he deserves oh, this. No, no, like, still deserves that. <laughs> like, I bet three. I bet like three times a day they they have to go up to to, to Polnareff and be like. Brother, it's not your fault. Avdol's death was not your fault. Like three times a day, just like, to really push it in. That's probably how they wake him up in the morning and put him to bed at night. Yeah. So to, to bounce off that, like this this old man, uh, he's like, "Hey, no, nobody comes here unless they have bad news to say." And he like kind of walks off, and then everybody is just like, "Hey, Polnareff, you know, Avdol's death is not your fault." And they all just kind of like lay hands on his yeah, shoulder, and you know, like liars. <laughs> <laughs> like complete bold face lie, face. And then they all turn around and just laugh. They laugh my, so hard. My actual thought was <laughs> Joseph says Avdol's death was not your fault. And then like the attribution in the text version of this is Joseph lied. <laughs> <laughs> so Joseph's like, alright, I'll break the bad news to Avdol's dad. Wink. <laughs> When's the last time you've seen a, a, a father and son have such an oddly specific haircut? I don't know. That actually seems like a pretty. But like this is highly specific. It's it's a familial tradition. I'm sure that Abdul's father's father had it too. I like to think both of Polaro's parents have this haircut. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm really upset. When we find her later on, and she doesn't have that hair. When Actually, her doesn't have you're, you're right. That headset. All right, okay. Jesus. Mm. Uh, but then they just let Polnareff wander off to be sad. Yeah, they're not even really... Ch- they're like, where did Polnareff go? And, he like, like, the subtext off. is, who cares? He like, like, wanders <laughs> off for an entire day. Look, <laughs> it's an island. He can't possibly fuck up and meet an enemy stand. <laughs> Especially because this location was supposed to be super secret. Joseph was like, I can't tell you where we're going or else the enemy might find out. And then Polnareff just walks into an enemy stand anyway. No, no, it's not enemy stand. stand. It is a genie in a magic lamp. (laughs) Thank you very much. (laughs) Tell me exactly how long it had you. I he has know. the stand eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Polnareff rubs a magic lamp. <laughs> to you. Out 
Pop's the most stand-looking motherfucking stand we have ever seen. Like, okay, like, y'all. It has the Iraqi stand eyes. I don't okay. get it. Okay, so you were, you were never fooled by this, right? No. Not okay, even for a so, second? No. Okay, so I'm going to admit something that is really tragic. <laughs> the first time I watched this episode, I'm like, okay, this is a stand-looking motherfucker. And as the episode went on, I'm like, hey, hold on. Could- could it actually be a genie? Could it actually really be a genie? And I'm like, hey, we got vampires. We got, like, magic masks that turn you into vampires. We got the redstone of Aha. We got fucking Pillarmen. Why not genies? Why not genies? Why not genies? And I'm a fucking fool. <laughs> it is God. the most stand-ass looking stand ever. Joey has got that completely like, right. Immediately, like, immediately, I'm like, okay, this is a stand. But then, like, it went so long that I'm like, I started to doubt myself, and I'm like, maybe it's not a stand. I will admit that the show does a good job of selling a lot of parts of this episode. <laughs> the- I, I actually chalk it up like as a testament to how well put together this episode is. Is It does a good job of building that mystery, even though you know it has to be a stand. <laughs> you know what show we're watching, right? Yeah. Says the guy. Joey. Like, Joey, there's I, vampires. I, there's I, I little know. vampires. And, and then there's, ne- there's things in next season, too. So. <laughs> like, Victor, do you care to guess what other things are in like, future g- seasons? G- ghosts are a thing. Like, I, I just... <laughs> Ghosts exist. Does it, ghosts exist Joey, in a part of this world. Why couldn't this be a genie? <laughs> right? Why wasn't why wasn't a stand that looked like magicians red? Why did it have to be like this robot stand? <laughs> like <laughs> very clearly a little bit like a genie. Like no, he's just a robot. He makes robot noises when he walks. Like moves. Like <laughs> But he comes out of a magic lamp. God, this stand is so stupid. Like, <laughs> oh. God, I'm so oh, I'm so God. upset with myself. We should note, Polnareff doesn't buy the genie act. Well, no, he does. He doesn't for the longest time. At he first. assumes it's an enemy stand. The one time any of the Stardust <laughs> Crusaders ever fucking do this, <laughs> and then That's immediately true. he's like, "Wait, no, maybe he's not a stand. What if he's actually a genie?" Despite him being able to see and interact with. Silver Chariot. Oh, fuck, you're right. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is the introduction, is him attacking it with Silver Chariot. G- and Joey, ex- g- genies are magic. D- d- don't worry about it. Oh, yeah, my bad. My bad. Genies are magic. Never mind. Oh, also, Silver Chariot getting clowned on again. <laughs> yeah. <Yep. laughs> Why is everything faster than Silver Chariot? I thought its speed and precision was its selling point. I thought it was cutting the space between nothing and this and nothingness. How, how do you think he does that? Um... You really just ask how Joey thinks. You can't possibly comprehend that because it doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> Still so, makes more sense than certain stands. <laughs> Look, Polnareff exists for Araki to torture him. And you know what? He does a good job of, like, making Polnareff exactly unsympathetic enough for me not to care. <laughs> I don't know, this this episode kind of worked on me because of just, like, how it doesn't light up on him. Yes, and he deserves every second of it. Do you remember last episode when he's like, Yes, Jotaro, Kakyoin, we have to leave him behind. Aim your laugh spell. You are not welcome here. Look, he, 
He deserves all all the shit about Avdol, but not so much his sister. No, I, no, no, he deserves the sister part because he Aww. didn't like. Oh wait, this isn't an enemy stand. Like, look, I, I don't. Okay. <laughs> Just because the enemy stand is a dick and used his sister against him doesn't mean he deserved it. Because he walked into a trap. He didn't do anything to deserve that kind of torment. When I when you say he walked into a trap, like it was a this is like, like, a, oh, like it, an accident. It's, it's like <laughs> put on his trap going hat, walks directly into dumb, skips in. Right. <laughs> like, did you see him ignore the dog with the exploded head last? <laughs> like, that's weird. Oh well, let's get on an airplane. Like, I'm gonna go back to sleep. Stupidity <laughs> is not a crime, Joey. Yes, but. It probably invites certain punishments, such as an enemy maybe, stand maybe clowning on you. It's a crime against your audience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who's the real victim here, Victor? <laughs> are we are we really about to call ourselves victims, the four co-hosts of a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure podcast? <laughs> we have duly passed on the victimhood to our listeners. <laughs> It's not an easy road. It's a coping mechanism. We're really sieving down the bad. We're, we're filtering out some of it so they don't have to... No, this is, we are distilling it, if anything. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so we're we're refinery. <laughs> <laughs> the Iraqi refinery. We're giving them That's that a good quali- bad name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're giving them that quality Iraqi moonshine. Oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Hundred proof JoJo. <laughs> Anyway, where are we in the episode? Who cares? Uh, <laughs> I offer you wishes three. Three wishes to be exact. Snay on the wishing for more wishes. That's it. Three. Uno, dos, tres. No substitutions, exchanges, everything. So what dead. is your first wish? Make like, me you... a rich man. Na 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 you don't you need really to use don't. a wish on this. Well, uh, actually, you probably do because I don't think I don't think no. Joseph likes Polnareff at all. <laughs> nobody likes Polnareff. <laughs> okay, the, the end of the next episode is proof positive that nobody gives a shit about Polnareff, <laughs> and, and they're correct. And I'm also pretty sure Joseph is uh, squandering the family fortune, so. Uh, he has to oh, go yeah. look for another <laughs> like, sugar daddy. I think he's just got like a blank check from the Speedwagon Foundation. <laughs> I think he's also independently wealthy. Right, he's a real estate mogul, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, something like that. Anyways, Polnareff <laughs> wishes to be wealthy, and then he's like, well, that was weird, as the uh, the the genie disappears. And uh, he's like, oh, I should probably tell people what I just saw, because that was really fucking weird. And he, he almost just does the right thing. <laughs> He hucks the magic lamp behind him. He's just like, eh, fuck it. It's like such a beat-up, worthless piece of junk. <laughs> I'm like, dude, this is your one piece of evidence. And you're like, eh, fuck it. I don't care anymore. He's going to go back and try to describe this genie without the lamp. And here comes Kakuin. Polnareff has been compromised. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him talking about genies. He said there was really a lamp. <laughs> There's no lamp, Jotaro. <laughs> Get rid of him. Only the lamp. <laughs> Let's leave him on this island. <laughs> <laughs> That's the real reason they're here. 
<laughs> to like, pick up Abdul and to drop Polnareff off. Just put Polnareff out to pasture. I really wish this happened in a desert because this would have sold it a lot better to me. That's I mean, true. it still fucking got me, so, like... <laughs> it's weird that they left the desert to go here. They- yeah. <sighs> So the the lamp clings and clatters and into a pile of French gold French. from the Napoleonic era because this man knows his French history. He paid attention to school. Buried treasure. I mean, he's French. I know, but like, do they teach you how to identify Napoleonic gold? Maybe and, he's just a numismatist. Uh, sure. A, a what? You, you you think this guy collects coins? <laughs> Okay. Yeah. <laughs> God, I'm trying to think of the funny. Like, no, we all needed to have something there, and I lost. Uh. <laughs> he doesn't know magic tricks, Victor. <laughs> he doesn't Tell know anything me. about teeth. <laughs> <laughs> like, Polnareff knows anything about styling hair, Victor. He doesn't know anything about collecting stamps. <laughs> he knows plenty about styling hair. <laughs> you just rub your hair back and forth through your hands and it makes a rewind noise. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that's Silver Chariot's actual stability. <laughs> you... <laughs> he just never, like, he's never rubbed his brain cells together enough to, like, realize he could use them on other things. You know, he definitely cuts his hair with Silver Chariot. Oh, God. Uh, that... Can you do that? <laughs> Yeah. Is why that not? why it's just like one blunt swiped action like across the top? Yes. Like I think it it just grows upward normally and then it just periodically gets to shape off the top. <laughs> just get, just go full head trimmer on it. Yeah. <laughs> one clean swipe and then it like it doesn't fall apart as individual hair as it comes off like a cake. <laughs> like, like a slice of hair. <laughs> like you're cutting yeah. a layer of a cake. Yes, exactly <laughs> like that. Is is Bolnaroff a fucking Play-Doh man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you push down on his shoulders more hair extremes <laughs> out. <laughs> oh man. This is stupid. Yep, so Polnareff <laughs> is immediately convinced that this genie's real now. He's like, wait, this treasure's real. Maybe the genie's real. And he, we- he says out loud, it's not a hallucination. It's not fake. And I'm like, are, are you sure, buddy? Like, what Evidence do you have of that? He, he, bit, he bit a coin. It's fine. He just accepts it right straight up. Yep. And then yeah. he, like, the, the things Polaroid wants to wish for. <laughs> he, he he wants to be a mangaka. What a fucking weeb. What a fucking weeb. He wants to be bigger than Disney. Nin- he wants Polaroid land. French weeb. <laughs> <laughs> This is the beginning of Araki being like, yeah, I want to be a manga artist because they're the coolest, most capable, <laughs> smartest, best people in the world. As he begins, he starts his masturbation. How many <laughs> Rohan OVAs are we up to? <laughs> Not enough. True. So he starts throwing out these ideas like, pull the ref land. No, wait. I want a girlfriend. No, wait. Uh, and then it finally takes him forever to finally dawn him. I was like, wait, what about my dead sister? Yeah, wait a minute, this genie <laughs> didn't give you the, the like normal rules that you can't wish for more wishes, you can't bring the dead back to life, and you can't make someone love you. What if? Yeah. Could you bring the dead back to life? 
Is that your is that your second wish? Asking me that dumbass question? <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking dumb uh, I love how much of an asshole cameo is too. <laughs> oh yeah. Asking this... for clarification is not a wish. Stop being a bad genie. <laughs> Stop being a bad genie, Grant said to the bad genie. <laughs> Grant said to the not genie that's not ever been a genie. No, at this point, I'm like, this, this, huh, maybe, maybe it is a genie. Hey, hey, I, I have a first quick, wish worked. I have a quick question for y'all. What is Cameo's stand power? He uh, says it later. He can create the desires of your heart from the earth. And then use it against you, something yes, like that? Yeah, use it against you. Uh, the details aren't that important. That's a super specific stand power. Did Stands he come- can only have one power, Tim, and that's it. <laughs> did, did, do you think he got the stand power? Do you think his stand came in the in the genie bottle? Or did the stand user have to figure out, like, this is how I'm going to do this? I'm going to pretend to be a genie first. Yes. <laughs> Step two... Get them to to verbalize their heart's desire. Step three, hope it's to bring their loved ones back to life. <laughs> because that treasure ain't doing shit. Why isn't the treasure attacking him? The treasure did attack his mind by convincing him uh, that no. the genie was there. Oh, oh, now you're right. thinking like a Rocky. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Please, tell me what happens in the next chapter. <laughs> and as we all know, Polnareff's mind is weak. <laughs> I was going to yeah. be to money, but it's just weak. It's yeah. just, like, weak is too strong of a word, honestly. Polnareff's mind is pudding, Feeble. is non-existent. He's a witless worm. <laughs> Tabula rasa. <laughs> I mean, at this point, like, so now he's wished for his sister to All come right. back to life. And Avdol. And the genie's like, that's two wishes, but I'll grant your second wish first. And so now he's like trying to wander into this field of I, I don't know weeds. Sorry, I have to at least drop in the sound bit of "Hail to you!" <laughs> oh my god, it's so good! <laughs> the first time god. it like does a word splash and everything. Yes. It's like a fan sub. It's great. <laughs> oh. I'm like I'm here for stands that do weird nonsense just to have weird ticks. Oh well oh, yeah. you're watching the right show. So <laughs> Lally Ho. <laughs> so before we get any further though, Victor, the stand's name isn't Judgment, it's Cameo. No, the stand's name is Judgment. The stand user is Cameo. No, the stand calls himself Cameo who represents the card of the judgment. Yeah, but then when the the commercial bumper comes in for him, the stand master's name is Cameo. Wait, do we do, does that mean that can the stand talk? Is he just like wearing a walkie-talkie? I, I think he's just talking through the stand. The the guy can lie, you know. Like it, the stand doesn't have to say its actual name. Well, what isn't a lie is the fact that cameo is a music reference, right? Yep. And it's totally a genie. Word up.
welcome back to JoJo's Bizarre Western Music Reference, where funk is always in. My name is Victor, and this week we will be exploring Cameo, whose discography includes exactly one song you've ever heard, and a hundred more you should have heard. When it comes to chunky synth grooves, look no further. Cameo is your band for 80s funk. Now, the story of Cameo begins in the 70s, when they were known as the New York City Players. That incarnation of the band included 14 members in true 70s funk style. Full horn section, etc. But they changed their name to Cameo because they sounded too much like the Ohio Players, and they were worried about people getting them confused. They had a lot of success in the 70s, with numerous high-charting entries on the Billboard R&B chart, but they couldn't break through to the mainstream at that time. And then the 80s started. This is where you would assume that a big funk band would collapse, and many artists, especially black artists, could not make the decade transition as they were caught up in the huge disco backlash. The same force that propelled acts like REO Speedwagon and Hall & Oates to the forefront of popular music was also suppressing any 70s funk holdovers. But Cameo kept on trucking with seven top 10 R&B hits between 1980 and 1983. They had pared the band down to just five members and replaced a lot of the instruments they were losing with synthesizers, and this recipe kept them relevant. In 1984, they finally hit number one on the R&B chart with the single She's Strange. This was their first big crossover single as well. It went to number 47 on the Billboard Hot 100. I imagine we largely have Thriller to thank for this breakthrough, but they couldn't take advantage of the momentum at that time. Their next few singles continued to do well on the R&B chart, but there was no crossover. That is until 1986, when Cameo dropped their album Word Up with the lead single of the same name. The song was a massive success, hitting number one on the R&B and dance charts, and number six on the Hot 100. Part of the success was a memorable music video featuring a pre-Star Trek LeVar Burton. Cameo frontman Larry Blackman spends the whole video in an all-black outfit with a bright red codpiece highlighting his junk. If you were alive during the 80s, I am sure you remember that codpiece. It became Cameo's signature look. They used the codpiece in like every music video from that point forward. They use it as an aesthetic. They use it for visual gags. It is everywhere. Anyway, the success of Word Up would also not generate too much momentum for Cameo, unfortunately. They had a couple more singles chart on the Hot 100, but by the end of 1988, they were off it for good. They wrote it out the rest of the 80s alright, but the 90s were not kind to them, and Cameo kind of faded into obscurity. Only with the rise of 80s format radio over the last couple decades has Word Up really enjoyed a resurgence in popularity, which I definitely appreciate. And if meaty synth bass is your kind of music, then you should appreciate it too. Here. Let's go out on some of their meatiest synth bass with their second biggest single, Candy.
All right, I was not ready for the cameo cinematic universe that Grant is describing here. This music video is like, the, Grant's right, there are Pillarmen, there's a stone mask, like, why is this just JoJo? It, it, it's because cameo is a JoJo reference. Like, I think JoJo might be a cameo reference. <laughs> oh no, I think like, you're right, Seriously. <laughs> this is 85, this is 84, no, 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 <laughs> oh no. It's a recursive JoJo feedback loop. Oh, no. <laughs> Seriously, um, if y'all haven't, listeners, go watch like the music videos for cameos like Word Up, Attack Me With Your Love, and take it, talk it out the side of your neck. Like, they're real good. And uh, I probably mentioned this in the interstitial, but prepare yourself for cod piece. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm cutting into the interstitial bit. Uh, anything that was a repeat victor still for me. Anyway, um, <laughs> we get to see the results of Polaris wishes, and the show goes, like, real dark here in some good ways. Oh, this is really dark, and oh, this is man. just torturing Polaris at this point. And, like, at first I'm like, okay... Polnareff, you deserve to get taken down a peggle. <laughs> but, like, as it goes on, I'm like, man, okay, this is, like, going overboard. And I'm like, man, I'm really starting to feel bad for my boy Polnareff. He has no more pegs to go down, Grant. He's already bottom peg. I know. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't feel bad it for a second for Polnareff. Like, I, like so. I feel bad for Polnareff. I feel bad for him. Like, I, I would punish Polnareff, and I wouldn't go this fucking far. Like, to like. This is like legit. Like, tr- like his his sister died. He finally avenged her, but like he still misses her, and like that that that's really sad and heartbreaking. And to see like w- this being used against him in such an effective way is re- really sad. No, it's like he he didn't do anything wrong by his sister. Okay, it's not his relationship that is with his sister they have a problem with. Avril calls it out next episode. He's like, Polnareff, man, you still haven't gotten over, like, this sister thing. Like, I get it, but it's literally what got me killed, and it's about to get you killed. There's a lesson here you're not learning. But it's a genie, Joey. <laughs> it's all, oh, you're you right, can- my bad. <laughs> <laughs> No consequence genie time. God, has he never seen Pet Cemetery? <laughs> like, <laughs> Polnareff, not a Stephen King fan, apparently. No. Uh, oh, so the, the stand is a Wendigo. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So anyways, Stephen King yeah. hasn't been translated to French yet. <laughs> it's okay. He speaks fluent Japanese. I'm trying to imagine. <laughs> I'm trying to imagine that, like... French, but with the stupid New England accent. <laughs> I'm trying to imagine pulling her from reading, and I can't. <laughs> I'm not convinced he's literate. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I, I had a moment the other day while I was watching JoJo on my own, as, as one does. Yeah. And I was like, what if they're not all speaking the same language, and their stands are acting as tortoises and just translating everything for them? Yeah, sure. Oh. I mean, that actually tracks, but it's I mean, a lot more fun t- to make these jokes. Sure. I'm I just, mean, I'm just saying. I have more evidence that uh, Paul Nerf is just not literate. <laughs> is it because because he- the f- literal first scene that we see him in, he's asking them to read the menu for him because he can't read it. And it could be because it was in different languages than he knows, or it could be he just doesn't read. Do you think he just couldn't read Baby Stand? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, what's that? You just got a couple cuts in your arm? Well, Kaki Wins really lost it. He's just carving himself up for no reason. <laughs> it all checks out. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, 
I'm con- I'm convinced. <laughs> yeah, I am too, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Polar F can't read. Now I do feel bad for him. <laughs> <laughs> like now we're picking on somebody with a mental disability. <laughs> it's look, he he could read. Just nobody ever took the time to teach him. I, I think it's one of the many things he's lost from using his stand so often. <laughs> I mean, just, he was training for ten years. It's just eaten away at his mind. <laughs> You don't need to read when you can. I cut, don't know. Cut, get, cut the he, space between nothingness and nothingness. Make a clock out of fire. <laughs> he get, can read numbers then. Get beat up by any stand. <laughs> Shout, no, no, no. <laughs> That's just a mental tick. It's really sad. That's the reason it doesn't make any sense when he explains it, because it's just non. <laughs> Yeah, most standards just have that tick. (laughs) (laughs) Hail to you! (laughs) Anyways, um, so his his sister has been revived, but she's not not quite normal. No, and is like a a zombie, I guess. I don't know. And she's like, "Don't don't come any closer." And he's like, but you're my sister, I love you. And then we get some flashbacks that make me a little uncomfortable because he, I think he loves his sister a little too much. <laughs> Look, she died. Just, just she, a little too much. She died young. It's not, this is, this is not, this is familial. It's not actual love. That doesn't sound, it, that doesn't like, sound it, It's like one degree away from being too much. Yeah. If she had lived it, longer, maybe. Yeah, it really straddles that line, but like ultimately, it still it, it still seems above board. Uh, barely, yeah. Barely, barely. He, he, he seems like the kind of guy who's getting off on all of that Onichan. So okay, I gotta point out then to maybe tilt it back over the line. The wishes Uh-oh. are their heart's desires, and Avdol shows up with clothes. I really wish he hadn't said that. Uh, <laughs> like, that was my one thought. I'm like, wait a minute. Why does Aftal have clothes? Well, well, you done pushed it over the edge for me. <laughs> <sighs> Joey, I thought we were on the pole doll train. All below See, board I now. was on the pole doll train too. Until like... No, that no. It's all. No, I'm gonna bring it back. Cameo just got it mixed up a little bit. Avdol was supposed to come out without with no clothes on, and Holly was supposed to come back. And he's like, "That doesn't seem right." The girl gets no clothes. (laughs) It's Sherry, right? Sherry. What I said. Yeah, my bad. (laughs) Man, could you imagine Kakuin showing up first? Because it would have been fucking Holly and (laughs) Sherry. I don't know. Yeah. Oh no. All I can think is he's just hardcore rebounding from Sherry the entire time. Avdol's the rebound. Oh no! Oh, oh no! Avdol, he doesn't deserve that. It's, it's, it's not. Like that's not years. a rebound. Yeah, that's not a rebound. That's getting over it. <laughs> mm. uh, he's clearly not over it. Yeah. Yeah, he's clearly not. Like he, he <clears throat> like when the when she finally stops and the moonlight hits her, he just like bursts into tears. And he's like Sherry. I love you so much, and I'm like uh, the music uh, and the like. The colors on this are gorgeous. Like mm. this oh, is I love, you can really feel like it. This is a very emotional scene. Like I think it works really well, though. I love the colors shifting and that like as he's running through these fields, and then it cuts over to the rest of the Crusaders being like, "Where the fuck is Polnareff?" And it's normal <laughs> colors, and then it goes right back to color shifting when it cuts back to Polnareff. 
it, like the color shifting is something I just don't feel we like I call out enough because it's gorgeous. It's done to good effect. Like it's not something I've ever seen anywhere else. But every time they do it, it makes a scene hit that much harder. Yeah, it's it's very striking. Yeah, in a way, I, in a in a way that nobody else does. The night sky being green as he's running through these like orange fields, like we saw it normal, and now we see it in the surreal dreamscape. I just don't know why other shows don't attempt anything like this. I, I, I never seen it because JoJo knocked it out of the park. And, they don't, but even before, like they, they don't deign to touch God. <laughs> 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 they're not worthy <laughs> let me know that tim just called jojo's bizarre adventure god i did <laughs> i'll go on the record with a yes and like a plus one on that <laughs> I'm going to officially distance myself from that statement are you a heretic the true divine <laughs> look i've so, looked and- into the face of god and it is a harpy that shoots armadillos <laughs> <laughs> He looks down. Beautiful. Perfect. Cars truly looks down on us from above. (laughs) I'm still waiting for his return. Oh, Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Just (laughs) when you guys told me that Cars never comes back, I guess that kind of put my heart at ease a little because otherwise I'd be jumping in every single like straw. Like, is Cars back? Is Cars back? (laughs) How many more parts do we have to wait until JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Revelations? (laughs) <laughs> are we still in genesis like <laughs> it's gonna be real weird we're like we're gonna be like 80 and we're like man Araki's still putting out jojo he's like 200 at this point <laughs> he's, he's an ageless being you knew that yeah i know he's already rejected his humanity <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe we, we have just been gaslighting Victor for so long and they just never fight Dio because he's hit by the meteor that is Cars <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta say Victor Oh no, we'll get to it in a second here. Sorry. Um, yeah. Oh, you know, you told me a little bit ago. I asked if if we see Dio at all this season. You're like, no, we don't. We don't see him this season. And I was watching Stand Proud this time, and I'm like, oh, even like the final climactic thing where like Star Platinum is getting ready to punch Dio at the end of the opening. Like, you don't get to see Dio. <laughs> <You> <laughs> nope. <don't. laughs> That's, that's, that's indicative sh- of this season. That's why Shadow Dio is a whole different character in that JoJo's is our adventure fighting game. Yep. And it's great for it. Mm-hmm. So, Paul Craft catches up to Sherry. The moonlight hits her face, and then she goes full zombie and starts biting him. And once again... She's like... <laughs> Silver Chariot. <laughs> you know, you know who can beat Silver Chariot... Anything, anything. A zombie. (laughs) Just an old woman with a pair of scissors. (laughs) Is is Polnareff a rogue that put like eight in dexterity? He's a muscle rogue, yeah. (laughs) Beef rogue. (laughs) To be fair, this is, like, Sherry is his greatest weakness. Like... This is very. This has to be an extremely traumatic experience for him. That's fair, and, actually. And so his guard is extremely down, which is kind of the point of this stand's power, anyways. I mean, so I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt in this this specific situation. <laughs> sure. It's just remarkable how it, it looks. Oh, very similar to his normal level of guard. 
<laughs> but when like a fucking brain crab monster like parries all of his uh, attacks, I'm a little upset. Oh, the literal weakest stand in existence. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone calls this out. God. God. But why did <laughs> she bites him twice in this sequence? And He's like, not prepared yeah. for the second time. It jams her hand in his neck. Oh, I, I really like I, when uh, she it, he's talking to her and he's like, "You don't have a reason to be sad anymore. Like we're together again. Like you don't need the why? Why are you still sad?" And she's like, "I'm not sad. I'm I'm happy because I can finally get to eat you." <laughs> None of the lead up to this makes any sense once it happens. I'm like, <laughs> uh, okay, it's just uh, okay, cameo torture, right. bull rap. <laughs> And then she sticks the hand in the neck, and I was like, oh, are we going to get some good Dio suck? Oh, <laughs> some good Dio. No. I, like, I legitimately thought she was going to drain his blood like a vampire, because that's how vampires drain blood in this series. That's fair, actually. So Polaroff's like, Cameo, come back. Stop the wishes. And then Cameo pops out and is like, dude, I'm a stand, stand. you idiot. <laughs> you fucking stupid <laughs> bastard. In my first walkthrough, uh, my first watch through of this, I'm like, God fucking damn it. Got him. I was like, I, next I knew better, and then I doubted myself. <laughs> Just like Polnareff. Yeah. It's like, dumbass, seriously, I'm a stand. Like, how do you not get this? And he's like, he has the stand eyes. It is so upsetting. Like, every oh, wow. stand has these eyes. <laughs> these manga panels, Tim, they're pretty great. Yeah, they're pretty great. It's Everything in the manga is exactly, like, frame to frame what's happening yeah. in this series. It's why I've not really been so active with it. And the last few episodes, because it just looks exactly the same. Yeah. Oh, I, where's all the black? Because there was, like, oh, yeah. every fucking thing was blacked out in this episode <laughs> for me. Yep. I, I don't think you want to see those parts, my dude. <laughs> like, just the hunks of Polaris <laughs> flesh hanging out of their mouth every time? Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, nah. Mm. But yeah, so this episode ends on, like, actually a pretty good 2 beacon. He's like, no, ah, 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 you already asked for all three of your wishes. And Polaris well, like, well, like, first oh. we get... First, we get this big emotional scene of him being like, "Return my sister to All the right. earth, the ground." It's, it's like we, it's like this is supposed to be Polnareff's big mature moment, which of course goes nowhere. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but I'm just like, oh god, they've really broken him. <laughs> yeah, actually, the music swells. It's real good. Like yeah, in any other show, this would have been a significant moment. And this is just more Polnareff torture. Yeah, I know, Aww. and it, and it's 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 good and effective. I think. Did y'all get a close look at this uh, Stan's uh, tarot card? No, because I didn't. it it like I'm just yeah. now looking at it, and it's fucking excellent. Oh. It's just a bunch of dudes jamming out on like cross shaped guitars. <laughs> It's like, really good. I don't oh, know dude. why you would draw this, but like I'm here for it. Yeah. The lucky Hell land yeah. in this card. Lucky is across one guy's shirt and land is across the other guy's ass. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just jamming out. It's yeah, just a good. full band. There's a guy on drums in the background and everything. There's an angel on a trumpet. Why wasn't this a, like a music stand? This would have been awesome. <laughs> like, As shows- time goes on, the more I need a deck of these cards. Yeah, like these exact cards. Yes, yeah. yeah. I looked for them. They were Lucky expen- Land branded tarot deck. They were expen- They were expensive. Uh, worth it. Yeah, they were like eighty dollars. Expensive ish. Yeah. yeah, it's worth it. 
So that's it. Like he's like, no, it can't be. And then we cut to the ending. Victor, how'd you like this episode? <laughs> this episode is a something. Like holy fuck, I... I... <laughs> it had me on a ride for that whole sequence because it's just like I know it's a stand, but I also know it's playing evil genie. So the whole time Sherry is. Like running away from Polnareff, I'm like, how is this being subverted? How, where is this going to go? Like, could is this how they bring Abdul back for real? Like, is Iraqi just fucking with me here, and it's actually a genie because he just wants Abdul back? Like, <laughs> 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 and the and the reality is so much worse. I know. <laughs> the reality is so so much worse. We'll, we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, I like. I think this episode is effective. Like, I, I, I like the. I mean, the setup is dumb, but like, I <laughs> oh, like yeah. the whole genie nonsense, and I like the mystery it builds. Even though you should know that it is a stand <laughs> the entire fucking time, unlike me, a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> me, an intellectual. That's a fucking stand, Grant. <laughs> monkey, I, the, the worst brain. part is, I knew it was a stand first, and then like, and then I'm like. Well, maybe. Maybe it could be a genie. What Monkey brain the, yelling think, genie I mean, over again. Vampire Jesus. Genie. At I, no point did I actually think it was a genie. But my brain was entertaining the possibility that this was a Rocky just being like, I want Avdol back and making it a fucking genie. What about you, Tim? Oh, I love this episode. I like. I know we shat on Polnareff a lot, but I find this really endearing to his character and is making me like him much much more than i usually do you know i i actually agree like i, I actually think this the, the is like fact that actually he does very spend his two wishes bringing back sherry and avdol like does speak something to his character okay, all right y'all like i'm sorry i i love these episodes but i think i'm going on a different polar f journey this season than y'all are, where i'm like yes torture him more he is responsible <laughs> for so much garbage <laughs> like Gets Avdol, just killed. Just, that, that, there's no if ands, or buts about that. He's like trying to get Kakuin kicked out of the party. He's just like, <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing, Polnareff? You are actively making every situation you touch worse. <laughs> the fucking Nana thing where he's just like yeah. too distracted by a girl disguised to help Joseph. <laughs> just look, he definitely should have tapped out of the party a while ago. Just, his just horrific be driving. <laughs> the way he's hitting on Inya. <laughs> right. So you should... are you saying you don't want a shoulder massage by the guy who killed your son? Yeah, I mean, I'm I, 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 I kind of do. It would make me feel yeah. a lot better. Oh my Not God. gonna unpack you stab that. him in the arm. <laughs> 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 All right. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Where can we find everyone? Well, you can find me on Twitter at Los Grantalonis. That's Los underscore Grantalonis. You can find me, Tim, at Big Blue Zam, where I, I don't know, I'll be posting something. Something stupid, probably. Probably something. Mm. You can find me on Twitter at TF Waffleman. Tweet at the podcast at Joestar Allstars. And find the podcast wherever you find your audio content iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, joestarallstars.fireside.fm. Send an email you'd like to joestarallstars at gmail.com. Like, subscribe, five stars. Maybe tell a friend. I don't know. We're funny sometimes. Like, Grant hmm. somebody's wish of JoJo.
<laughs> it's their heart's desire. They don't know it yet. <laughs> so we're. Didn't you say something about a third wish already? It, it, in oh. this scenario, we like eat them alive. Like we're the. No, they just listen to the podcast, and that's punishment enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, we went over this oh, they right, are the real bad. victims it, it, look any Jojo wish will be your cheeseburger wish the one that you're like oh we'll see if this is really a genie cheeseburger wish yeah the, the oh, wish that right. you're like <laughs> okay like it took Shazam. me a moment but I got it I got it yeah. Like from Kazam, bad, yes. Yeah. Where you're like, oh, oh, sure you're a genie. Hey, make it rain fucking cheeseburgers, okay. Why not? Higher than high, then you got junk food. From here to the sky, I am Kazam! <laughs> oh, that would have been great. <laughs> oh, man. If it had just, like, dropped bowling balls <laughs> that, like, sort of looked like cheeseburgers on them, that would have been wonderful. I can just imagine, like, that's Polnareff's first wish. But it'll cut over to the rest of them just, like, looking around as cheeseburgers are falling from the sky. Like, what is going on? And one of them, like, Kaiko is probably Polnareff. <laughs> like, they would know. They would know. It's probably Polnareff. He's done something stupid again, Jotaro. <laughs> Uh, I don't know why you're doing the voice for Kakyoin because Kakyoin's a dear sweet boy and he could do nothing <laughs> wrong. And everything he would say about Polnareff would be true. Yeah, but if you do everything, po- yes, bring my sister back. Yes, Avdol, too. I'll be a rich man. <laughs> Make me a mangaka, the biggest ever. Polnareff land. I'll rule there as king. <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> thank you all for watching uh this is just our all-star signing out for all of you polnar land nerds out there say goodbye jojo <laughs> goodbye, goodbye jojo, JoJo. <laughs> okay who who exercises in fishnet stockings you don't Unless you're a hoe. I'm a hoe. I mean... (laughs)